This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, what is happening in San Diego? And welcome into the weekend edition. Uh, Gwen and Chris heading into the sports weekend Friday afternoon here on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Chris Ello in the Odyssey Palace studios in San Diego with Adam Klug. And uh, I'll tell you what, Adam, you keep it up. We're just going to keep Scraby on vacation permanently. Uh, Adam Klug will uh, be with us uh, throughout the show. He's producing today. He will handle our Chris versus the fans as he did yesterday, coming up in a couple of hours. Also joining us from Peoria, Arizona, while Tony Gwynn Jr. broadcast Padre Baseball, we have our good friend, the great one, Sammy Levitt, with us today. Sam, how does it feel to be referred to as the great one every time you get introduced on this station? It's uh, it's better than what they used to call me in middle school, which was not a specific nickname. But you know what people made fun of me in, in middle school and summer camp? I can't for, believe Chris? they found anything, Sam. I really can't, they, but go ahead. They they made fun of my forehead. They Your used forehead. to call me Five Head. Oh, Five Head. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. Well... Sam, sit a little further away from sit a little sit a little further away from the Zoom camera. That's all. That's my that's my suggestion to you, my friend. Uh, you know what? As we all get older, all of our foreheads get bigger because our hairline creeps up. So we're all catching right. up to you if that's what the uh, if that's what the story is. Uh, the Padres have their daily run. So we're going to start calling it around here. They got one run yesterday oh, in the it. preseason. They have one today, and they're trailing the Dodgers 3-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh inning of uh, spring training game number two. All hail Rancho Bernardo High School's Cal Mitchell. Yes, that's right. Cal Mitchell had an RBI single in the top of the third inning. That is the lone Padre hit with runners in scoring position through two days of baseball, they were 0 for 5 yesterday. Sam, I can't get away from this statistic. 1 for 6 with runners in scoring position today, but God love Cal Mitchell, a local product uh, being given a great opportunity. 
you know, to make this ball club. And he did single in the Padres' lone run today. Freddie Freeman homered off Johnny Brito in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Brito pitched two innings, gave up two runs, including that Freeman home run. Uh, and that's where we are. 3-1 Dodgers batting in the bottom of the seventh inning. I, Sam, you know, Tony normally talks me off any ledge that I ever feel like climbing out on. But since he's not here today, or at least not yet, since he's busy broadcasting, I'm going to climb out on the ledge. And, you know, it, as this, and it's, not, it's not as a reaction, although it seems like it, to what's happened the last couple of days in spring training. It really isn't. I, you know, 14 to 1 doesn't mean really a thing yesterday. The fact they haven't uh, done anything offensively today really means nothing. Yeah, very few regulars in the lineup today. But uh-huh. the bottom line is this, Sam, and I'm I'm going here's where I'm going to get out on the ledge is that as it stands right now, and we, you know, it's it's not even an elephant in the room because everyone's really talking about it. The elephant in the room is something that nobody's talking about. We're all talking about it. The Padres have no confirmed left fielder. They have no confirmed center fielder. They have no confirmed designated hitter. They have no confirmed number four or number five starter. And right now. Honestly, the players that are in the running to man those positions when the team goes to Korea to open the season against the Dodgers are either career backups in Major League Baseball or they are minor leaguers with very little experience, some not even above A ball. And I know everybody's excited about Jackson Merrill because he made a diving catch yesterday. I know there's some talk about Graham Pauly. I know there's talk about this guy and that guy and the other. And Ethan Salas is going to be the next big thing. And uh, Jacob Marcy was the player of the Arizona Fall League. That's all well and good for the future. But unfortunately for the Padres, their future may be now. And the question is, are any of these guys really what you want to count on heading into the start of a season? I'm going to read from Dennis Lynn's article in The Athletic today. He said, while they await their updated pants, another reference to baseball's uniform debacle, the Padres have holes to fill at the following positions – left field, center field, designated hitter, and the final two spots in the rotation. Acquiring a pricey free agent or a high-priced trade candidate right now would be a surprise. The Padres appear compelled to give the various prospects in big league camp, some who have little experience above double-A ball, opportunity to win opening day jobs. First pitch at Gochuk Sky Dome in Korea is less than four weeks away, and the risk of a less than fully baked roster is significant. So, Sam, now I'm out on the ledge. What are you going to do? Are you going to push me off, or are you going to try to talk me back in? <laughs> that was a loop. You know, at first I thought you were going to 
bring up the runners in scoring position or bring up the results from the spring yeah. training game, and that was going to be the ledge, and you were going to say, no. I don't care what way you slice it, yeah. playing the Dodgers, yeah. two Cactus League games, and scoring two runs total, unacceptable. Unacceptable, I'm glad you didn't... but I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to yeah. overreact to spring training games. But I am going you... I, I yeah. to maybe overreact to what I'm looking at here. I I love the future of the Padres. All of those guys I mentioned, Marcy and Merrill and Salas yeah. and all these, they might, Pauly, they might all be great players. But, I mean, are they really, are you really ready to go into the season with these guys right now? Well, I'm, number one, I'm glad you didn't go the route of the Cactus League results. Um, whether to walk you off the ledge or not, look, I, I think that, and admittedly, since I've been here at spring training, I, see, before I got here to Peoria, I had many of the same thoughts you did in the sense of there's no left fielder, there's no center fielder, there's no DH, you have two rotation spots. The only places where you really feel confident or at least you know what you're getting out of this roster, hopefully, is the stars and the guys you know position player-wise who are, who are you know, in those spots. And the bullpen, you hope, would be a strength. Um, I think in the last two weeks, just being here, I think it's made me forget a little bit about the question marks that come with so many of the things we're talking about day to day. Look, Jackson Merrill is exceptionally talented. He's also super young. He's also transitioning to a new position and he's also had very limited experience at double-A. Same thing with Graham Pauly. Same thing with Jacob Marcy. Chris, it, it, it's hard to argue your point in the sense of you don't know what you're getting okay, out of, out of young prospects with that limited experience at double-A. Now, while I've been here, have I admittedly warmed up and maybe glossed over the fact that you really don't know what you're getting? I'll admit to that. I have. I don't know that I have a good answer for you, Chris Ello, and I don't know that I can quite tell you, hey, it's all going to be okay, because you don't know what you're getting in left. You don't know what you're getting in center, and at this moment, with the way this roster is constructed, you're right. It's either a very highly touted young prospect or somebody who's mostly been a, a quadruple-A player to a backup, so... And look, in the, in the rotation, there's unknown there, too. We don't know what who pitched today or Randy Vasquez is in the major leagues over an extended stretch. We don't know what Matt Waldron would do with an opportunity, Pedro Avila. And look, you bring up DH. Right now, to me, it's just a revolving door. When Manny Machado plays third base and Xander Bogarts plays shortstop and Hassan, excuse me, Xander Bogarts plays second, Hassan Kim plays shortstop, Jay Cronenworth plays first base, Fernando's in right field, you've got Luis Camposano behind the plate. Right now, I'm not sure who that DH is. Is it Jerickson Profar on yeah. a day-to-day basis? I think is so. it Matthew Baden? Is it Kyle Higashioka and you carry a third catcher? I don't know either. So, look, I I could sit here and tell you, Chris, it's all going to be okay. I've seen these guys out here for two weeks. These young players, they got a lot of promise, and they do. I don't want that to – I don't want this to come off like I'm saying somebody like a Jackson Merrill doesn't have a ton of potential. Of course he does. But there also is, to your point, a reality to the idea 
of getting some of these guys to the major league level, I think, way quicker than what we anticipated, say, if you would have asked us in the middle of the winter. Um, Look, I think when you zoom out a little bit, to your point, I mean, we were asking these questions after the Soto trade, and that was in early, mid-December, right? Okay, well, Grisham's gone, Soto's gone, who's playing center, who's playing left? And here on February 23rd, with Cactus League games going on, we don't know those answers necessarily. We have an idea of what it might look like, and we have an idea that that with each, each passing day, the idea of prospects, as talented as they are, taking those positions becomes more realistic. But, Chris, I, look, I don't know how I'd put it, you know, walking you off the ledge or whatever. It is hard for me to look you straight in the eyes right now and say, Chris, it's all going to be okay. Because even even for as much talent as there might be with those young players, you, you just – you don't know. You don't know, and and other options on the roster right now uh, are certainly not solid enough where they are going to necessarily take the spots away from those young players if they impress here in the next few weeks or, or whatever. So, Chris Ello, I don't know either. Yeah. We're going to find out together. And the, the only thing I'll say in addition, I know this is a long response to you, is that you, you you do hope that they aren't done right transactionally because I think we've all thought for a, a long amount of time here and again with each passing day you get closer to those games in Korea and closer closer to opening day at Petco Park but I I just still still find it hard to believe there that there wouldn't be another guy or two brought in here in some capacity um and names have come off the board and you know little by little because of the way the free agent market is they continue to just kind of little by little come off the board and you've still got these four boris clients that haven't signed yeah so i I don't know i still find it hard to believe that they're done um you know if you're telling me that merrill's going to take one of those spots and that's the guy that you're going to roll with and say we think he's ready fine but it still leaves you let's say he plays left well, then who's playing center? Is it Jose Zocar? I, look, I like Jose Zocar. Okay, I think he's a, a useful player on a good team. Um, is he your starting center fielder? Can I look you straight in the eyes and tell you it's all going to be okay if that's the case? Um, if I'm being honest with you, I I, I can't. So, all right, so come right on now out it's kind of cross your fingers and hope. I so think come on out bit. here with me on the ledge. Uh, I don't think either of us need to jump, but I think we need to stay out on the ledge for a little while. Until further notice. I mean, you still look. I mean, are we going to are we going to go into the season and let Tommy Pham sit there without a job, or are we going to fill left field and a big spot in our batting order by you know paying a little bit of money to get a decent player that is uh, a confirmed big leaguer? You know, I mean, there aren't great names left unless you spend the big money on a Cody Bellinger type, and we know that the Padres aren't doing that. Yeah. But Michael A. Taylor, I mean, that doesn't really move the needle. Tommy Pham might move the needle a little bit, but they've got to they've got to figure out if they're really honestly going to go into the season with potentially thirty percent of their lineup being basically double A players, and that's a lot. And it also puts a lot of pressure on the seven guys that are returning vets that are in that lineup every day yeah. because they're going to know they've got to do, you know, more than their share. 
It's possible that any one of these guys, Marcy, Merrill, let's say we named them all. It's it's very possible that any one of these guys could break out. Zokar could break out. We don't know. But the odds of them all breaking out, pretty slim. You know, you might yeah, get I, one, but you're not going to get more than that. That's not well, how look, it works. I, I think, you know, I, I think it's important to, to note two things. Number one is that I, I don't think you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're saying that these guys aren't talented, that there's not a ton of potential. Of, of course there is. Look at the rankings. Look at any evaluators. Uh, let's take Jackson Merrill, for example, what they've said about him. We all understand the system's in a good place. No doubt. I think what's jarring, Chris, I think what's jarring um, from your perspective and from a fan perspective, potentially, if you're listening out there, hopefully you are, is that this is now – this is transpiring on a much quicker timeline than you could have anticipated at the time of the Soto deal. And and I think it's important to note the Soto deal because the day before the Soto deal, you had Juan Soto in left field for 2024. The day before the Soto deal, look, did Trent Grisham hit? Not really. You knew what you got defensively, but he was your center fielder, at least for the moment, right? Um, yeah, the day that Soto deal happened... You had two question marks in those two spots, just to point out those two. And I think at the time, and I talked about it from the winter meetings in Nashville, I think at the time we all assumed that those would be filled either via trade or via free agency. And right now, unless you're talking about a free agent being a Cal Mitchell or a Bryce Johnson, a guy like that, right now that, that just hasn't happened, which is which has put the Padres in the situation they're in now, where you're looking at somebody like a Merrill, somebody like a Marcy, somebody like a Paulie. It's not just an option of, oh, well, we we could get this guy up pretty quickly. It's almost a necessity because you need some talent there. And and somebody's got to play there, and this is what you've got. So I know we we joked a lot about it in the the lead-up to spring training, you know, that uh, as fast as Azokar and Tatis are, the two of them won't be able to cover the outfield. So you do actually have to have somebody out there in that third spot. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll say, yeah, and I'll say this too. You know, look, because I, I, I think not that, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say that this opening segment has been negative on it, but look, it is a reality of, of, um, of kind of what the options are right now. Look, I will say this, at least from what I've been told and what, um, what everybody has said publicly – um, whether you like it or not, the Padres are really high on these guys and are really high on Merrill. And yeah, they, they should could be. be right. Look, they, they should, should be. be, and they and they could be right. They really could be right. Look, I, I hope they are. I hope they are if, if it comes to opening day and you've got Merrill in left field or, or one of those outfield spots, I hope they are. Um, but look, of course, of course, when it comes to players as young as they are with as limited minor league experience. And by the way, this is for any prospect. It's for any prospect. I I would say it about any prospect. I'd say it about Bryce Harper coming up. I'd say it about whoever you want to pick, Carlos Correa coming up. Anybody who's even tore up the minor leagues and has had 500 at-bats at AA, Chris, you know this, you don't know until they get there how they handle major league pitching. You just don't know. So there's naturally going to be a lot of unknown. And right now, you're right, Chris, to your opening point of this show, there's a lot of unknowns still. 
Not only Matt on the ledge, it's getting a little windy. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more Chris, about I this. Think you, Chris, what side of the bed did you wake up on? I'm thinking here we're going to come on. Nice, just, easy start. We let's, are. let's talk. Let's let's uh, maybe have a couple think, of hors d'oeuvres. I think I'm, I think I'm speaking. The, I think I'm speaking the truth right now. I think a lot of people out there are thinking the very same thing. And uh, you know, I, I I don't know that you know a, a four to one score now in uh, in uh, Peor- or not in Peoria wherever they're playing today. The Dodgers. I know the- what it is. No, my, I know what it is. Is just a day and a half has already got everybody kind of concerned, and well, this is I what know- they were all concerned with in the first place. And it's <laughs> only going to come more to light here, you know, as spring training goes along and the and we get that- closer to the season. That's so. what I was going to say. I knew it. It it was the Dodgers beating the Padres two days in a row. It has got you in a mood. It has got you in a mood. Whatever rosiness there was about the young guys coming up, you are. The rose is already falling off the bloom. (laughs) All right, we got to take a break because Adam Klug is running a tighter ship here than uh, Scraby normally does. And we've gone beyond the opening opening time. (laughs) We will take some phone calls on all of this, Sammy and I. Uh, get your thoughts at 833-288-0973. Are you on the ledge? How does it feel out there on the ledge? Or are Wait, you? Wait, hold on. We're going to talk more about it. You can't be on the ledge. It's February. It's <laughs> cold. It's cold oh, out on the ledge. It's very cold on the ledge. <laughs> we'll talk more about it. Everybody yes. relax. 833-288-0973. We'll, <laughs> we'll take your temperature uh, as we go along here. Sammy Levitt and I, Chris Sello, on Gwen and Chris today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I mean, you know, listen, you can't substitute for playing. He's got his work in, which, you know, obviously proved to be beneficial. But, um, you know, the ball finds you. And uh, he makes a great diving play on a low liner that had some top spin to it. And then he goes back on a ball, you know, gets a sun ball and handled that like a, like a pro. It was not an easy play in a tough sky and a tough sun. And then makes another play to his, to his, to his right. So um, very encouraging, you know. Biggest thing for him was just the nuances of like the positioning, where to go, how to play guys, 
Um, so that'll be part of his learning curve. But the actual making plays, that, that checked a pretty big box yesterday. What's the balance between you've got some young guys who could be competing for spots that could be bench spots potentially. What's the balance between like understanding that they still have room to grow and understanding that they could help you on your bench too and they might not get as many reps there? Is there like kind of a fine line to walk there? Um, well, I mean, spring training, I mean, listen, we, you know, as we get towards the end of spring training, if I'm following the question is, you know, making sure guys are getting comfortable in the roles they may be in. Okay. Is that accurate? Sure. Um, and so, you know, the beginning part, we just want to make sure guys are getting out there, getting at bats, getting touches at different positions. So I think that's probably the best way to think about segue. And those guys that may, first of all, we got to figure out who they, who they might be or bench guys may be in certain areas. Um, and then beyond that, having an eye towards what that likelihood could be, where they're, if you look at the big picture of the club, where guys could slot into different places. And it's more about now putting them in those different positions to get them the touches, evaluate it, see how they react, and, and get them prepared for, for that opportunity moving forward. That's Mike Schilt, uh, Padre manager before the game today. Uh, he began there by talking about Jackson Merrill, of course, and how he played in left field uh, yesterday. Uh, Gwyn and Chris, uh, 2.29 is the time. We're right at the bottom of the hour because uh, we went too long in the opening segment. Unfortunately, I spent too much time out on the ledge, and um, Sammy couldn't talk me back in in time. So uh, I, I, we, got, we got a bunch of phone calls, though, Sam. I mean, a lot of people either want to come out on the ledge or they want to push me off, one or the other. Uh, they're going to join us. Uh, you callers, stick around. I, I don't want anybody to be right up against the clock. So if you're online, uh, well, I, I, we'll get to everybody, and uh, we have plenty of time. So if you can hold through the break. That would be terrific. But I do want to say this, Sam. I think you're going to get a lot of answers like that from Mike Schilt here in spring training. Uh, he's going to you know, be, be upbeat about what everybody's doing. I, I'm sure he's going to get asked once he starts playing a lot of second base and getting some you know, opportunities. How's Xander doing at second base? How's Jackson in left field? How's you know, uh, Zokar? Does he look like he can play every day? Et cetera, et cetera. These questions are going to be coming at him fast and furious throughout spring training. And I think he's going to remain upbeat and positive. But the question really underneath all of that is, you know, how good do the Padres really feel about all of this? And, you know, I mentioned Jackson Merrill because, and you talked about it, it is hard for a guy with very limited double-A experience to make the jump to the major leagues, just that alone. But having to try to make the jump to the major leagues and learn a position that you've never played before at the same time, let's be honest now, there are a lot of established big league players who are unable to learn a new position at the big league level, you know, on the run. It's hard to do. And this guy, this kid's going to be trying to do it and make the jump from double A to the big leagues. I, I you know, I, I'm all for it if it works. But, you know, that's well, why I have he, questions. He, he, to your point. Look, I know there's been a lot of focus on Jackson Merrill and the transition to left field. And by the way, earlier today, Mike Schilt did not shut down the idea of him getting some time in center field whatsoever. So that's something to keep an eye on, too, um, just as a side note. But I, the reality, Chris, is this. When you talk about Merrill or anybody, any of these young guys, okay, we can talk about defense. We can talk about learning how to play the outfield. You can talk about it all you want. But what does it come down to, Chris Ello? 
ultimately it will come down to are you ready to hit major league pitching or not and if you are then you're going to be in the major leagues for a long time and if you can't then the Padres got some issues and then you may have to look at a scenario where you have to go back down and get some more experience or or be willing to play a guy through the struggles of facing major league pitching and to your point in the opening segment of asking all these questions we just don't know you don't know with a young prospect it can be the most talented prospect in the world it can be the bryce harpers of the world whoever you want to pick but you don't know until they're playing in the major leagues every day and in merrill's case or anybody's case yeah the defense is obviously an important thing but chris if jackson merrill is on this opening day roster and he hits in March, he hits. In April, he hits. In May, he's here. And whatever he is, he isn't in left field that early in his career, center field, whatever. It's going to be what it is. So, look, you're right. Like, from the offensive perspective is is where, uh, you know, that that's where the, the decisions and, and, uh, and all the uh, – I don't know what what I'm trying. I was gonna say the the way that bread gets buttered, but that doesn't really make sense. I think you get what I'm trying to say. That's what I got. Really what you were trying to say until you said up, end I, up mattering at the end of the day. What guys do at the plate, and if they if they're ready on a day to day basis to face major league pitching. I had you until you said the bread got buttered because I you lost. Right. Me. I'm just kidding. I'm bread, just kidding. Butter buttering the bread was on the tip of my tongue, but it didn't quite. Makes sense. I was going to say that's the way the money gets made, but that didn't quite make sense. So, no. All right. Well, we'll give you time to sort it out. Uh, When we come back, I will get to your phone call. So uh, stick around. Uh, I'm on the ledge today. Uh, Are you out there with me or are you going to give me a shove? Uh, 833-288-0973. Don't shove. Well, they might shove. Believe me, I've done this this show long enough. They might (laughs) shove. Uh, Gwen and Chris coming on back after a short timeout. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hi, right, Gwen and Chris back at it here. 2.40 is the time. Chris, hello. Today, Sammy Levitt joining us from Peoria, Arizona. I know Tony Gwynn Jr. is there, Sam, because I just saw him on TV for about the last 20 minutes of the preseason broadcast on ESPN. I don't know that yeah, Tony, I, that. I don't know that he knew the camera was on him, but they had it on him for a while. And they did. They fact, might have uh, even I, been interviewing him. I, I couldn't tell, to be sure. Really? I, d- I don't think they were interviewing okay. him. I could so be he was, totally they were wrong. Just probably it didn't talking look that about way him. to me. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, it gave me enough time to snap a couple of photos, and I texted them to Tony to make him aware. Oh, to make him aware that he was on the tube? 
Yes. Yeah, he better. But Tony's a famous guy. He's he's, famous he's so that. famous. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's why I don't understand why they make him drive out to Peoria every year. I mean, they ought to send a you know private jet, pick this guy up, take care of him like he deserves. That's the way Adam Klug takes care of him here at the radio station. You know, gives him the star treatment, which he deserves. Uh, speaking of Tony Gwynn, uh, today is the beginning of the uh, Tony Gwynn Legacy Baseball Tournament at, uh, at Tony Gwynn Stadium on the campus of San Diego State. Also UCSD hosting that event. So if you are a baseball fan and can't wait for, uh, you know, to go see some baseball, go out tonight. Go see a college baseball game. I think Missouri is playing the Aztecs tonight at 6 o'clock at Tony Gwynn Stadium. And uh, Tony's uh, brother, Chris Gwynn, as uh, Tony Jr. refers to him as Uncle Chris. And the reason he does that is because he is Tony Jr.'s uncle. But I never – Chris Gwynn was never an uncle to me, you know. He'll throw out the first pitch tonight. Uh, they'll honor the great legacy of the great Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn tonight out at San Diego State. Fun, uh, fun facts. Fun fact. What do you I got? Actually, back in my uh, back in my Amarillo days, 2019, mm-hmm. I believe it was. I interviewed Chris Gwynn. Chris Gwynn. Cr- Chris Gwynn. Yeah, it's easier well, to well, it's easier to well say than you think. Chris Gwynn. Well before I met Tony or met you or yeah. was uh, in San Diego. So uh, nice Chris Gwynn's a terrific guy. In a while. Chris yeah. is a terrific guy. Yeah, we had guy. a good interview. Uh, he, you know, he was he broke a lot of Tony's records at San Diego State. That's how good Chris Gwynn was as a hitter, uh, had a little more power than the Hall of Fame brother, Tony did. I think Chris had 19 or 20 home runs one year, set the record at San Diego State. I'm not sure that that still stands. But uh, obviously his uh, professional career didn't go, you know, the way he had wanted it to. He did have a very famous hit, though, in Padre history, a uh, tie-breaking uh RBI shot in the 10th inning on the final day of the regular season that gave the 1996 division title to the Padres. Chris Gwynn had that hit. So fans around here remember him. Uh, All right, uh, Chris Ello, and uh, it is Sammy Levitt today in Peoria. All right, I promise some phone calls. Uh, Real quick recap, if you're just tuning into the show, it is a final down there in Glendale. Uh, Dodgers over the Padres 4-1 to today. The lone run coming on a Cal Mitchell RBI single in the third inning. Freddie Freeman homered for the Dodgers off Johnny Brito, who pitched two innings and allowed two runs. So the Padres uh, dropped both preseason games, exhibition, spring training games. Uh, They've scored two runs total. They have 10 hits total. And, Sammy, you'll love to know that they are one for 13 now with runners (laughs) in scoring position. Uh, but that it's aside, over. yeah, it's over. That aside, uh, I do. Uh, the reason I mentioned, you know, I want to get that out of the way because that is not why I'm saying what I'm saying today. I'm saying what I'm saying today because I'm concerned, you know, that the Padres are going to be really ready for for Korea and ready for this season. They uh, at the moment are going to be counting on an awful lot of young players who don't have, you know, any big league experience, and we'll see if it works. Or we'll see if it changes between now and opening day. But that's what has me out on the ledge. Let's see where Ray and Scripps Ranch is as he joins the program. Hi, Ray. Thanks for calling. Hey, Chris. Sam, thanks. Yeah, you kind of stole it from me. I was going to mention Tony Gwynn. You know, I, I was at his first and last game, so I saw the best of 
Oh, yeah. You got to see both. You were at both of them, huh? You were there on uh, July 19th, 1982 when he got his first hit. Yeah. And then uh, we were all. He'd be playing. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that (laughs) caught me by surprise because I I remember I was in uh, I was home uh, visiting my family uh, in uh, Los Angeles when he uh, got the call. And I didn't know he was had been called up yet. And I was so excited to see that he was in the major leagues. And, you know, that was just his first hit. Who knew what was going to come after that? And uh, his last game was memorable for a lot of reasons, A, because it was his last game, but B, because I believe Ricky Henderson scored his, uh, got his 3,000th hit in that game, in that same game. So it was a memorable day. And, by the way, the – the 10th inning win at Dodger Stadium was a sweep of three games at Dodger Stadium, and I have the cover of the the Union Tribune in framed with that away, uh, Ray. with uh, Trevor getting jumped on by everybody. Yeah, and and I remember the Dodgers said they did not care that they got swept that weekend. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, they went into the I final do. weekend. The Dodgers and the Padres had both already clinched a playoff spot. The question was who was going to win the division and who was going to be the wild card. And Mike Piazza famously said it doesn't matter. I could go to the beach. I remember him saying exactly that. We could just go to the beach. And so the Padres said, well, we'll take the division title, and they took it. So it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to your question, the uh, on the brink, on the edge, um, I've been a fan for 50 years. I've spent thousands on games, food, parking, Padre gear, all the rest. Um, been a big supporter. Um, I don't know how I feel. I, I'm just kind of numb to the whole thing because I've seen so many different incarnations of this. And where I come from is kind of, you know, Preller, really, he's been at the helm for 10, this is his 10th full season, correct? So he kind of plays poker, but yes. But he, his plans change. You know, if you went in with a, an idea to play poker and you had a strategy, but you keep changing that strategy every time you, you know, you're not winning. So, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating. And what I do want to say is we've been sold on, look, we got all these shortstops, all these shortstops because we can play. They're the best players. They can play different positions. So, you know, I'm going with it. And with Merrill, you know, starting to look, like he's a, a player that deserves a chance, absolutely. Um, you know, let's see what they have to give. I'm not ready to jump off, but I guess I've I've kind of given up standing on the ledge and looking over <laughs> through a lot of lean years. Well, Ray, so, uh, first of all, I think on behalf of the Padres, uh, thanks for all your amazing years of support. My goodness. I mean, <laughs> there in 1982 for Tony Gwynn's first game and, I mean, still going strong. Yeah, this all may work out, but I think you bring up an interesting point. You know, I mean, A.J. Preller, he's got a plan, but it does seem like it's shifted around a little bit. Sam, your thoughts on that? I mean, well, the, I mean, do you go plan. young? Or do you go – I mean, there was a time – remember he brought in a ton of free agents one year, Justin Upton and all those guys and Matt Kemp, and and that, that kind of crashed and burned, and then he tried to rebuild with young guys, and then – you know, last year he went and signed everybody, and now maybe back to the young guys again. I can understand where Ray's coming from. Well, the plan changed so sharply from last off season to this off season because whatever way you want to slice it, 
the ability to spend money or at least the money they've spent it's not it's not in the same stratosphere i mean that's just that's just fact right i mean i right. saw i saw espn put a uh, a graphic up today i saw a screenshot on twitter that the padres right now have the largest decrease in payroll from last year while the dodgers and i'm not trying to we, we all know the dodgers spent a ton of money but they were making the comparison on the broadcast that right. the dodgers have the biggest increase right right so the padres have the biggest decrease considering the, the dodgers, dodgers have is the already biggest, pretty high yeah the dodgers so have the let, biggest let's vote let's you're right let's not forget about the dodgers part of it the padres part of it when you talk about well plans change well in this scenario if we're just focusing on this team and this roster in this spring training and why these young guys are being at least at this moment of spring training being thrust into this kind of position well part of that reason let's take cody bellinger for example if the padres were spending like they spent an off season ago then the idea of going and signing somebody like a Cody Bellinger, who, let's admit it, on a baseball level, would make a ton of sense for this team. Left-handed, power bat, can play center field. Sound like something you could possibly need, but we know that that's not in the cards right now. So when you talk about how do the plans change, unfortunately, Chris, that's, to me, like that's the biggest part of the whole equation is that, and we can talk about TV money, whatever you want to talk about, but the spending is not at least this offseason uh, anywhere at the level of, of what it's been the last couple of years. And that means, um, you know, by the way, you can also point to like, well, you don't have to go get Bellinger, but what about, you know, a Tommy Pham, whatever other name kind of, you know, lower level name you, you want to point out. Um, and I think still TBD on if they go and they bring somebody else in at that kind of level, because there are still some names out there, and maybe you even want to put Jerks and Profar uh, in that conversation of like an example of it. But in the macro sense, that's why the plan has become the plan right now of, of maybe moving these young guys along a lot quicker than what you would have anticipated earlier this offseason. Chris, it comes down to the money. I mean, you know, of, of what... You can spend, and look, I think Bellinger is a good example. If this is a year ago, I'm willing to bet the Padres, and they're in the same scenario, I'm willing to bet the Padres are making a, a run at Cody Bellinger. Yeah, but I think I people would, also guess. people have to understand this too, Sam, though. If they spent this kind of money again, they'd go over the luxury tax for a third straight year, and that would just be, Great point. That would be stupid right. business. That would be, I mean, I'm certainly, not, right. I, I, people think I'm like, you know, we here – at this radio station, since we're the Padre station, you know, a lot of times we're here to try to defend what the team is doing. That's not the case. If I thought they were, you know, skimping on what they could spend and just pocketing the fans' money, I would say so. But that's not the case. They can't spend this year the same way the Dodgers couldn't spend last year. Remember the Dodgers? They didn't sign any big-name free agents last year. Nothing. Because they had been over the luxury tax the two years prior to that. They needed a reset. And the Dodgers reset, and to their credit, they got you know great play from the people they did bring in. And their young players stepped up, and their pitching staff delivered, and they won 100 games. The Padres are hoping something similar happens for them. But it would have been stupid 
and I mean outright business suicide for the Padres to spend that kind of money again and go over the luxury tax for a third year in a row. And I people need to keep that in mind because I know people are upset. You know, they understand, you know, some of the uh, ticket prices increased, right, to go to games this year. And people are saying, well, we're paying more, but you're giving us less. That's not that's not a fair way to look at it, in my estimation. I mean, one of the reasons the prices are going up is because of all the money they spent the last couple of years to try and win. They did everything they could. And I know that it didn't work last year. But, Sam, when you and I and Tony and Scraby and Adam and Ben and Woods and you name it, when we sat here last March, everybody in this town was on board and ecstatic about what the Padres did last year to try and set up that season. It didn't work. But it's not like they didn't try. Yeah, I mean, look, not to harp on last year, but... Look, we all understand it was an enormous opportunity that was not taken advantage of, okay? The amount of talent, the things that went right for the team, we could talk about it and rehash it. We don't need to. I think to your point in, in what you're you're sort of getting at and what the caller you know, was getting at when you talk about plans changing, the Padres right now are a little in between, right? Because you're not in a rebuild mode in any sense you've got some really really good star players here bogarts Tatis, machado kim hopefully cronenworth bounces back musgrove darvish you've spent a lot of money your payroll is still in the the top half of major league baseball higher than it's ever been but at the same time you're in a position right now where it certainly appears they're trying to reset the cbt and not spend um, a ton of money this off season, which I agree with you. I think they should reset that CBT number. I'm with you. And at the same time, you do have a talented farm system, but because of what you don't have right now on the major league roster, those guys are being pushed along, I think, quicker, a lot quicker than you normally would. So you're in between. You're in between. You're not rebuilding where you're counting on all young guys or you know, moving them at a, along at a normal pace, but you're sort of in between. You've got stars, you've got young guys, you've got a high payroll, but you're not really spending right now. In between, Chris Ella is where the Padres are entering 2024. On the ledge is actually where I am, Sam. I'm not in between. <laughs> uh, hour number two of Gwen and Chris is coming your way next. Sam Levitt there from Peoria. Chris Ella here in San Diego. And your phone calls, 833-288-0973, will carry on this conversation. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. 
music, you set my world on fire. and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.